Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to a special edition of Tennis Channel Inside In on the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Mitch Michaels. Delighted to talk some tennis with you and with others. This is a special edition because I was fortunate enough to be at the Tennis in the Land event in Cleveland, Ohio. The WTA 250 event put on by Top Notch Management at the Jacobs Pavilion right downtown on the water. Second year running. Great event. And I was able to speak to four WTA players we're going to share those interviews on this show. Sophia Kennan is up first. The former Australian Open champion took a wild card in the event. Talked about why she was playing the event, what she's looking to accomplish, how she hopes to get back onto the right path to Grand Slam championship level. And uh, some other fun notes with Sophia Kennan. Delighted to talk to her. Then we have Bernarda Pera, the American with Croatian roots, who won two clay court titles this year. The first two titles of her career, and she did it in back-to-back weeks. Pera talks about how the game has come together for her, the confidence she has, why she just can't shake being a big hitter, why she doesn't fear anyone on the court. Some fun facts as well with Bernardo Pera. Then I speak to Martina Trevisan, the Italian who's the highest ranked player from her home country, who is into the top 30, has had a lot of success on the clay, trying to transition that to the hard courts. She talks about her experiences in the last couple of years. She grinded for a long time to get to where she is. And she's hoping that the ceiling isn't anywhere close to being reached. Batting cleanup, our final guest on today's show is Harmony Tan, who many will know as the woman who beat Serena Williams at Wimbledon this year. She talks about that match, how that tournament, not just that match, she won two other matches against Sorbus Tomo and Bolter. How that run has propelled her and given her confidence. She's 24, working her way up the rankings. We talk about her interests off the court as well and what she expects this year and beyond. Sophia Kennan, Bernarda Pera, Martina Trevisan, and Harmony Tan on this episode of Tennis Channel Inside In, and it starts right now. All right, now joining us on the show, we have a Grand Slam champion in our midst, uh, won her first match here in Cleveland at Tennis in the Land. Uh, Welcome to the show. Three years removed since your Grand Slam, Sophia Cannon, and I think about 17 years since your Tennis Channel debut. Um, I guess so. <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was the clip of you talking about how you like Andy Roddick and of course. his serve. Yes. So yes. I know I re- that yeah, I remember very yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, delighted to have you here at this tournament in Cleveland. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Uh, and today's match, uh, a straight set win. Probably not as routine as it looked on the scoreboard, but your serve was, was popping pretty well. You were uh, in control for most of it. How'd you feel out there, and how good was it to be back in the winner's circle? Um, yeah, obviously, like, uh, she has a really good serve, so I, I knew I needed to hold my serve and, you know, play my game. She's not an easy opponent, went through qualifying, so obviously didn't play a lot this year. So, of course, she has some matches under her belt, so might have looked a bit easy, easy, but it wasn't crazy easy for me. Like, it was a bit tough, challenging, but, uh, of course, I'm happy to have won, so I'm excited. Did you feel like you were building to a result like this? I know results have kind of been hard to come by with your injury and getting just match time, and there's been some moments, but 
the result hasn't quite been there? Did you feel like your practice and your matches before that led to this? I mean, yeah, I'm definitely putting in the work and practice. So, you know, I'm trying my best. Hopefully it's paying off. I'm happy to have gotten this win. But, um, you know, day by day, match by match. So, uh, obviously, my, my eyes on New York. So, hopefully, it can pay off even more there. But this is a good start. I feel like this has, gives me a bit of confidence, which is good. And some matches at least under my belt, hopefully. When did you decide to play in this event? And well, we're obviously loving to have you here, but <laughs> when did you decide to come here? Oh, like a few months ago, like when I was making uh, my schedule with my dad. We figured okay. out, let's try to play here, you know, as many tournaments as I can, try to, you know, before US Open, why not have a few, hopefully, going with the intention, having matches under my belt. I know winning is ultimately the goal for everybody. It's the main reason you're in this sport. Uh, that said, the match in Canada against Sloane Stevens, did you, oh, yeah. did you take, it was interesting. It took like eight hours throughout the day with yes, the rain. That was a long <laughs> one. I was like a blockbuster match. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, uh, I felt throughout the match, I was playing fine. It's just some errors, which is, I understood why, you know, I mean, I don't have like match play rhythm. I don't have many matches, obviously. But um, I felt like I was playing well, but I guess like my feistiness came out there. Clearly, I yeah, fought, yeah. but then of course, rain delay wasn't most easiest. So I feel like that's obviously gives me time with matches. So hopefully, I can adjust to those conditions. And you know, at that day, Sloan was more prepared. And of course, third set, it could have gone either way. I mean, I like to keep everyone on their toes. You start off very dramatic. So yeah. the fighting, though, was noticeable. Like it would have been easy for the match to be over in straight sets. Yeah, I mean, it was six it. two five yeah, one, yeah. and then three zero in the third. So yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I tried to fight. You know, I knew I couldn't do much except fight and just push myself, which I did. And I mean this like totally respectfully, but there's not many players I've seen that are better at channeling their emotions. Like tennis is such a frustrating game; it just oh, yeah. nags you so much. <laughs> You get frustrated out there, but then you raise your level. Has that always kind of been the goal? Trying to, of yeah, course, yeah. yes. But, I mean, of course, there is frustration. There is frustration from my side, obviously, but trying to handle a bit better because no point to be frustrated. You're, you're taking energy on being, your frust on being frustrated than actually playing point by point. So doing my best with that. Yeah. Did you know anybody as competitive as you growing up? I mean, I feel like everyone is competitive <laughs> in the sport. Yeah. But, of course, Serena, yeah. Maria yeah. Sharapova, yeah. all the great goats in men's tennis, right. Rafa Djokovic. Right. You just strike me as someone that coming up through the ranks, that was one of the differences that separated you from, from your era. Not obviously the goats are another class at this point. Of course, point, yeah. Not going to bring myself yeah. to the goats. <laughs> but so looking at your match play and your rhythm, I mean, it's still like you're still super young on tour and everything that's changed in your life the last probably five, six years. Was it like an overnight switch when you won the Australian Open? Was that life changing moment? Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, I felt like so much stuff changed for me, you know, expectations, I guess, pressure from the outside and from my side, expecting more from myself. So obviously it was a bit bumpy after that. And, you know, I talked to some people who have won a slam, obviously, and, you know, they said it's normal. Like, it'd be shocking unless you're like the GOAT or your Serena who wins right. like so many slams <laughs> and everything, yeah. you know, that obviously defines why they're there. Yeah. But then, yeah, I managed to, you know, wasn't the best, but then somehow came back and then French. Right. So it was, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a one slam wonder you were newcomer of the year that year and mm -hmm. then made a final and i think only like four of the 12 recent winners have even done that so unfortunately it just it seems like it comes down to health in this sport it's about maintaining your body and knowing when to play and when not to play of course, not to yeah. overexpose yeah. so just kind of looking forward at like going into your schedule and what this is going to look like you're here to play matches you're here to get trained for the for the u.s open but i know your belief system is still Grand Slam championships, you obviously believe you can do it. What's something here in Cleveland in this tournament that's going to help you accomplish that goal? I mean, match play, confidence will give me. I feel like I'm the type that if I have a few matches under my belt, I'll get confidence and then I should, you know, potentially play better throughout the match. And, of course, New York is open. You know, it's my favorite tournament. You know, 
obviously. But um, <laughs> yeah. of course, like there, like the atmosphere, the vibe is really nice there. So yeah. Yeah, you've gone on record with the expectations question. Like it's just unfair, other than like the all-time greats that you just said. How do you manage that? Because you, you have sky-high expectations. That's what got you where you were. How do you manage that with knowing that you can't realistically win every tournament? I mean, trying my best. I still, I'm quite hard on myself, even though sometimes, you know, my dad's like, it's impossible to win unless you're one of the GOATs. So, yeah. like, everyone loses. Like, every tournament, you're going to lose. You know I mean? There's so many, you know, everyone wins, loses. But I try, you know, my best. And whenever I win, I take it. And it's a, not a celebration, yeah. obviously, unless it's a slam. Yeah. But still, it's a win, and I'm happy with it. And that belief is still sky high? Hasn't faltered at all? No, no. Belief has always <laughs> been there. Okay. But, of okay. course, confidence, you know, it has to build up. But it's a good start today. So, as we kind of gear towards not just this year but going forward is there any timeline of goals you just take it one match one tournament at a time or do you have checklists or just marks you're hoping to hit oh just i mean right now mini goal is try to do well at in new york of course i mean not everyone wants to do well but not any crazy goals i think i'm you know i'm just grateful that i'm playing and stay healthy is number one and then match by match and then you know i guess the universe will <laughs> take its course hopefully all the hard work i'm putting in in practice so hopefully i'm sure it'll pay off at one point i mean it's it's getting there uh i think we're all happy to see you here i'll, I'll end with something fun a couple fun things what was it like to meet mike tyson i saw that instagram <laughs> post i have to ask oh yeah it was it was nice i yeah. was like you know i was a bit <laughs> nervous of course but i mean he's so he's so cool i really like him his daughter is really good and she plays really good i hit with her i was like wow like you really you really are good so yeah, I mean, they're they're great people, very nice, very friendly. So, I mean, I'm happy that he took a picture with me. I didn't want to overstep, <laughs> yeah. but I was just like, you know, if you don't mind, like, love a picture, you know. You didn't feel like getting, like, the heavy bag out and being like, hey, could you show me something? With no, boxing? no, no, I didn't want to no. do that. I was just okay. happy with the picture. <laughs> okay. And, and the last thing we have, he's, he's a guest on one of our upcoming shows, but I know you're friends with David Grubman in Miami, and he yeah. plays a lot of tennis. Yes. What's the best and worst part of his game? Oh my, no, I mean, he is really improved. Like, honestly, there's nothing. I played the first time with him in Turks and Caicos, like, a year and a half ago or something. And, you know, I played with him a few more times and he's gotten much better. Like, we literally can rally. He, wow. He's really, no, he's, he's actually really good. So, Dave, keep practicing. Yeah, hopefully he's not hustling you all. Sophia Cannon, thank you for giving me some of your time. Best of luck in this tournament and beyond. And uh, it won't be long before you're hoisting another trophy. I'm going to call my shot right now. Thank so. you, hopefully. <laughs> Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. All right, now we welcome on to the show somebody who's having their best uh, career year here now at Tennis in the Land, won her first match, losing just three games. Bernard Pera, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, it's been an interesting time uh, of the year in your career, which I want to get to. But first, uh, today was about as stress-free as I think it gets. You were Obviously, you are in a rhythm, which we can touch on in a second. But today was pretty much uh, what I saw as a tennis player being in the zone. How comfortable were you? And uh, how did you like your first match in the Tennis in the Land event? Honestly, I'm glad I looked comfortable, but <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, first matches are always difficult, and uh, I felt like it didn't start off well I didn't uh, feel the ball well and uh, I didn't have rhythm but uh, yeah I mean I played better towards the end of the match 
It was, uh, yeah, I guess sometimes stats can be misleading, but it felt like you were at a comfort level kind of adjusting to what how the match went along. Uh, as we get to the week before the U.S. Open, I guess what brought you here, other than the Frozen musical that I know you <laughs> went to, but what brought you to this event and why did you decide to play? Like a lot of tennis players will skip that week before. Uh, what brought you here? Um, you know, I, I started off in um, Concord and uh, had a couple wins there and... Uh, I was supposed to play in Cincinnati, but uh, had to pull out because I was in qualies and couldn't get a main draw wild cards. Um, so I missed qualies there, and then um, I kind of wanted to play here just to get more matches in before the U.S. Open. It seems like as your year has gone, and uh, like a lot of players, it didn't happen for you overnight. It didn't happen right away. A lot of times we'll look at these interviews and say, when was the best you're playing? I think it would be laughable if I presented that now. You were clearly in a zone on the winning streak. Were there signs going into those clay titles where you thought, I'm on to something here, my game's starting to come together? Yeah, I mean, I felt good on practices. I just wasn't able to execute that uh, game in the, in the matches. So I kind of felt good but couldn't do that uh, in the matches. So, uh, And obviously I'm playing some of my best tennis uh, and clay is my favorite surface and I always played good on clay so I think it just I just started a momentum there. You strike me as somebody that's very professional like with the process and being a tennis player and the stuff you don't see on TV how do you stay dedicated to your craft when the results aren't there? It, it, it's difficult honestly um, I had my moments where I wasn't uh, kind of positive and and you know it, it was difficult to to go uh to practice and work out every day when you don't have the results you want and you think you deserve but um i'm, I'm glad it kind of changed and and i'm glad i i got a, a few wins and my rankings kind of showed up that first one budapest what was could you even put into looking back at it now could you even put into words like what you were feeling at that moment when you finally had match point had the trophy where you were in the draw going into that event and then ultimately holding the trophy. Can you even sum it up at this point? Uh, a huge weight off my shoulder. That was when when I won the last point. But um, from the first match, that tournament uh, in qualies, from the first round, I felt good. I, I, I thought I played well and I was aggressive and I served well, which, was, which is so important for me. There's only been a handful of players, it's in Americans especially, you'd have to go back to Serena like seven years ago, that have won multiple clay court events in the same year. You did it in back-to-back -back events, back-to-back -back weeks. Was You mentioned the, the weight being lifted. Were you just playing more free at that moment? Did you think there was no pressure going into Hamburg? Like, How did you keep it going in a sport where so few can? No, I actually felt more pressure because I I won the tournament and I didn't want to lose in like early rounds the <laughs> next one and, and be like, oh my God, it was I was yeah. lucky <laughs> the previous week. So I kind of did feel the pressure, but I felt so good on court that like I just kept going. Would you say, I mean, that you brought up something interesting. Would you say like, and I think a lot of tennis players would say this, that maybe the most pressure you feel in events are the first couple matches, like regardless of who you're playing, just you don't want to be one and done and you want to get into a rhythm? Yeah, the more matches you play at an event, the better you feel on court, the more rhythm you get. So the first couple of matches are for sure the most difficult. Is there like a secret sauce or a special part of getting into a groove? Is I know everybody winning matches, obviously, but what is it about 
going into the work week, staying healthy maybe? Is there certain things that you look for to kind of get into a groove like this? I mean, just, just yeah, stay healthy, um, kind of play matches. And, and uh, for me, the most important thing is to serve good, to have my shoulder uh, healthy and uh, just get my rhythm in the matches. And not to kind of get into the serious stuff, but I know you were playing for something more with your former coach, Christian Snyder, who was a, a titan in the game. Um, did, did you feel like that was kind of helping carry you in some of these moments too? I thought it was very eloquent what you said after the match, but loss is tough in any aspect of life. You obviously looked like it was added motivation to play for something more. Yeah, especially playing the way I played, um, which was kind of what he wanted me mm -hmm. to do on court, to be more aggressive and to be to go more forward and uh, hit harder. That's what he wanted me to, to do on court, and that's how I felt during those two weeks, so I think that was special. A few more things here with Bernardo Pera as we are at the Tennis in the Land event after her first match win here. Um, you strike me also as somebody that doesn't necessarily fear certain opponents. You can look at some of the match results and some of the close score lines. I is that true to say that it's not so much the number uh, next to the person's name or how many titles they have, but just what you're capable of and what you can control on your side of the net? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I hit big and I try to st be aggressive as much as I can. So. Um, if I'm able to do that, I don't think uh, it matters who is, I mean, my opponent. Yeah. <laughs> is that like a little voice in your head where you want to be hitting big, but you kind of have to pull the reins, like it's probably a tug of war? Yeah, it is for sure, especially with my coach now. He's like, try like to control the ball more <laughs> at some, like certain points. And I'm like, I just can't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel good doing that. Well, they, I mean, they say fortune rewards the, bra rewards the brave. So I think <laughs> that's the right way to go, uh, for sure. Uh, just kind of looking at some of the other stuff, too. People might not necessarily know you, even though you've been around. What are some of the interests uh, that kind of get you going off the court, some things that you like to do, whether it's touristy stuff or just hobbies or passions of yours off court? Uh, I like to go to other sports. Like, I went to... Well, first time I went to a baseball game the other night. Oh. That was my first baseball game ever. Wow. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, usually I like to watch basketball. My boyfriend is a basketball player, so that's something I, I like to watch. And uh, yeah, went to uh, a play, a theater, theater the other day, uh, yesterday actually. So just, yeah, normal stuff. So the Yankee hat was just stylish? It was, you never been to a game before? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and just to follow up, I, I know your boyfriend's basketball player. Have uh, you crossed sports, played each other, and I guess who would be better at the other sport? Because tennis is pretty tough, regardless of how much of an athlete it is. you are. I would say I'd be better in <laughs> I basketball. I would hope you'd say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, if you haven't played tennis before, it's not easy. No. Uh, Bernardo, this was so good to chat with you. Uh, last thing, goals going into this tournament and the U.S. Open. Health is obviously a big one, but what are you looking to accomplish this week and then in Flushing Meadows? Uh, this week, my main focus is just to get matches in the uh, match rhythm, and uh, next week, I mean, I never went really far in, in a into a slam, so I'm hoping this year could change. Okay, this could be the week, and yeah. plenty of sports, plenty of uh, different shows and things to go to, so enjoy your time in Cleveland. Thank you, Bernard Perra, for coming on Tennis Channel. Thank Insider. you for having me. All right, now we're joined on the show by the top WTA player from Italy. Uh, it's been a career, a couple years for you, uh, fresh off of her win as the number two seed, the 
first match here for her at tennis at the land, Martina Trevis, San Martina. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you. It's been uh, you know, an interesting couple of months for you, a couple of years for you, which we'll get to. Today's action, a little stressful at times. You got you know, behind the eight ball early, had a great second set, had to fight off some adversity. How was your comfort level of the first match of the tournament? Um, I'm very happy with my win today because it's my first win of the hard season for, I mean, for the American season. So um, I'm very happy. And today was a, I knew that it was a very difficult match because Maya, um, she always a, a great fighter. And um, but I was prepared to, to play with her. So I just kept focus and uh, kept run in every ball and. Uh, I think this is, was the key of uh, my match today. It was pretty intense right from the beginning of the tournament. It was it was kind of interesting when I, what I noticed is that it was like a metaphor for how your last couple years have gone. It was kind of a grind. You had to battle through it. Uh, do you think there's anything to the fact that you, it kind of happened late for you? Like your late 20s were the best years of your career. Do you think that kind of prepared you for this moment a little better, having that experience? Um, I mean, I don't know if we are uh, <laughs> always prepared, you know? Yeah, yeah. You have to, to enjoy, I think you have to enjoy the moment, uh, for sure you have to leave the moment. Um, I think uh, that uh, here after here I'm collecting a lot of experience that uh, helped me a lot to to play all the matches that uh, I'm I'm playing during this year, and um, but I'm feel better than the uh, the end of the 20 20 years after mm -hmm. my first quarterfinals yeah. in Paris because uh, maybe at that time I wasn't uh, ready, you know, to 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 have that uh, emotion right. to to have uh, that moment for me, but. Uh, at the beginning of this year, I, I felt that I was ready to, to play this uh, WTA moment, yeah. <laughs> the, the higher level, and uh, I think it's, uh, we can see, you know, and, yeah. uh, but the important thing is that I'm feeling that, so it's important. Well, congrats on your first title in Morocco this year as well, and I, and I bring that up also for a couple reasons, one being it was before a big major. Yeah. You decided to play this event as well. Was that something that you're kind of considering going forward is getting as much match play before a major, even the week before? I mean, uh, I would like also to, to go directly in New York. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's something about uh, in this moment, I'm feeling that I had to play more match possible on this uh, surface. I, I pretty like the hard court. But I play more on clay court, so yeah. I, I need to, to have more confidence. Yeah. And um, I'm using this tournament to, 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 to be better, even uh, with a lose or even with a win. But I'm, I'm, doing, I'm using this tournament to, to, to have more confidence yeah. and to arrive at the New York uh, better than uh, the, the yeah. week before. Did you do anything cool with the trophy when you won? Was it like a great celebration? I know it's the first trophy like on the WTA. It's a huge accomplishment. How did you celebrate? Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't have so much time because yeah. I remember it was Saturday because uh, as you said, it's, it was the tournament before uh, measure, so finish on Saturday. And I remember that uh, the same day I fly to, to Paris, so I didn't have so much time to celebrate, but uh, I was, uh, I was, very happy and I think uh, that uh, that happy bring me a lot of confidence uh, for the Paris. I mentioned you're the top-ranked Italian player right now. How special is that knowing it's a country that had a lot of lineage and recently with Panetta and Irani and Schiavone. 
uh, Vinci. How does it feel to be the top for a country like uh, that? Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of this, but uh, you know, I, I never see too much the ranking. I mean, yeah. uh, even I was fifth in Italy or sixth, uh, I just to, to practice and uh, just to go on court and just to wake up every morning to be a better person and then a yeah. better player. So, I mean, I'm very happy and I, I hope that the, <laughs> it's going to be like this for years, yeah. but uh, it's what I'm trying to do. Well, Jasmine Paolini, who's also up there, said you're one of the funniest people on tour. And I know that's like your best friend on tour. So it has to be good to have somebody that you're friends with from the same country, like 40 miles away from where you grew up to kind of go through this together. Yes, with Jasmine, she's uh, she's very nice. She's uh, crazy. <laughs> she's crazy sometimes, but uh, uh, we live also very close. So sometimes we go even for dinner, we, mm -hmm. we see each other at home. And uh, yeah, it's nice to have a friend because normally, uh, you know, it's not easy. We're traveling a lot, and uh, if you have uh, a person that is close to you and you have time with her, it's uh, it's it's better. Yeah. Just a couple more things here with Martina Trevisan after her big win here in the first match of tennis in the land. Uh, Martina, you mentioned like the Roland Garros runs and the quarterfinal, and then a couple years later a semifinal. Did that? kind of free up how you were playing? I know you mentioned not really looking at the rankings, but did it give you more confidence out there and take some pressure off? Um, yeah, of course, uh, it gave me a lot of uh, confidence because, I mean, uh, after after 2020, I had a very difficult year in 2021, but uh, I came back, I came back better than 2020, so of course it gave me a lot of confidence. And uh, I don't want to uh, make uh, the same error that after that big result, uh, I want to make me pressure. Right. But I would like to, as I'm doing, uh, enjoy, you know, enjoy yeah. the journey. And uh, as I did before to get the, the semifinal in Paris. And uh, yeah, without, I mean, I try without pressure. Of course, if you are 24 in the war, you have more pressure than if you are uh, 150. But it's part of my work and you have to to live with, it, right. with this. Well, one of the things that I think a lot of us saw in the match today, and especially in your career, is how you generate power, how you're able to kind of get pace on your shots. And I do mean this respectfully, with your stature, that's not something that's normally the case. How are you able to hit the ball so hard and generate such pace at your size and stature? Um, yeah, sometimes I'm not feeling that so power, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to, to to play my best tennis. You know, I'm not yeah. too tall, so I'm trying to, to move better than the tall girl. Uh, I think in my sides I have the key differently from the other player. I'm lefty, so I try sometimes to, to play more as a lefty player. And uh, yeah, and I think the the thing is, uh, I'm I'm very a, a big fighter, and yeah. uh, I like so much this part of me, and uh, I try in uh, I'm trying every match to put myself as a big fighter possible. Right, well, we see it on the court. Uh, I know every tennis player's goal is to win the tournament, but going into this one with the U.S. Open looming, what are some things you're looking to assess and improve and kind of tighten up in your game as you get ready for the last major? Um, yes, uh, um, with the win of today, I think uh, I'm already feel better than last week <laughs> yeah. because you know, as I told you, I needed uh, a win, or I mean, I needed to 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 feel better on court. So um, I want to see just day after day and. Uh, 
try and practice uh, with my team, uh, do fitness and uh, I mean I think the key is uh, accept the negative moment yeah. and uh, try to, to be better every right. day. But the important thing is right. to accept the negative moment because it's a part of my work. Well, Martina Trevison, you are got the first monkey off your back. You let the hard court win. You're going to be a favorite now going forward. Best of luck in this tournament. And, uh, Thank thanks you. for coming on Tennis Channel Inside In. And actually, there's a lot of good Italian restaurants here in yeah, Cleveland. So yeah. <laughs> make sure you check some out. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's difficult to compare the, know, the real Italian <laughs> okay. restaurant, but I will, I will try it. Well, I, I tried Cleveland. I tried. Martina, thank you so <laughs> thank much you. for doing it. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we now welcome on Harmony Tan to the show. Harmony, fresh off your first round win here in qualifying at Tennis in the Land in Cleveland. Thank you for uh, speaking with me, taking some time. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. It was an interesting first round. Like, it was exciting. I, maybe more so for us watching it than you, but what was the experience like being out there on court and, you know, dealing with uh, some adversity in that second set? Uh, yeah, because um, I didn't know my opponent. I mean, uh, I think she plays doubles more than singles. Uh, so it was pretty hard, you know, to to start the the match, uh, to know how she plays, and uh, she, actually she plays really good. Uh, she she have a good uh, forehand, and she plays uh, like you know doubles. She she go to the net and uh, everything like, like this. Um, I was okay. I mean, the first set and the second set, I was a little bit tight. Yeah. Uh, so to finish the match was really hard, but. Uh, I'm really happy uh, to win this match today. You're on your way back to the top 100. I know that was the career high ranking, and uh, we can kind of get into why that is. You, you are a top 100 player in the sense that, unfortunately, the Wimbledon points didn't happen. Uh, I know everybody's been asking you about that run and that match, but if you could go back to that moment, how do you think that helped you from a mental frame of mind standpoint to be able to deal with that situation, the pressure, playing somebody a legend like Serena Williams? How do you think that strengthened you mentally out there on the court? Um, I mean, after Wimbledon, uh, everybody said that, that I was supposed to, to be top 100, like 75 or 80, uh, WTA. Yeah. But uh, we all know that uh, before Wimbledon, there is no points. Um, and play Serena, I mean, in Wimbledon on center court yeah. was an amazing experience for me. Um, I was really, really scared before the match. Uh, I was like, oh, I play Serena, she's a legend, and she won seven times in Wimbledon, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah just a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, I was just enjoy the match and uh, play point by point. Uh, it was a crazy match. Yeah. Uh, finished, um, we finished really late, um, and I was really surprised uh, after the match points right you I mean well that match in particular like you showed some flair like you were kind of getting like the crowd going you were exciting is that always how you've been have you been kind of like a, a show woman in a certain degree uh, I think I'm not a show woman but I was uh, really exciting yeah. I mean 
the end of the match, you know, when we played tie-break and it was really tough. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, the crowd was amazing at the end and uh, they cheering me yeah. uh, at yeah, well, the tie-break. I think what was really impressive for most people watching too was that you didn't fall into the same pattern that a lot of players do where they beat a great player or legend and then they have the letdown after. You followed it up with two straight set wins over really good players in Cerebus Tormo and Bolter. How were you able to kind of maintain your level and not have that natural letdown after you beat Serena? Uh, I think uh, I really like grass because it was my first time in Wimbledon. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoy, you know, the, the game uh, on the surface, uh, you know, with uh, so many slides, many drop shots, uh, volley. And uh, yeah, it was really funny for me. I know your coach, Sam Sumick, said that like he's never coached a player like you. You have that all-court you know, squash style that we've seen. Is that how you were taught the game? Is that what you kind of took to, that just playing that way? Because that style is unique on tour. Uh, for the first match, yeah, it was the way uh, <laughs> against yeah. Serena. But yeah. uh, after, I didn't play like this, you yeah. know. I play uh, um, not too much slice on the game. Um, but I, I can change, I mean, my game every every day, so it's really easy for me. Did you find yourself after Wimbledon, after that run, getting more recognized in public? Yeah, just yeah. a little bit, a little bit? not okay. too much. <laughs> what, uh, what are some things you think that you need to, or are trying to work on as you get established now, after that Wimbledon run, playing a lot of tennis and trying to find a group? What are some elements of your game you're trying to improve? Uh, I think I have to improve um, my service, yeah, and uh, my forehand to be more aggressive with uh, this, uh, yeah, with my forehand and uh, maybe, you know, enjoy like Wimbledon, all my all my match uh, in Wimbledon I really enjoyed yeah. and uh, now it's pretty hard, mm -hmm. uh, you know, after a good, uh, yeah. a good win. Uh, is there like a key, I mean, to the outsiders like us, is there like a key or something the, the secret to kind of finding a groove in tennis, playing confidently and, you know, getting into that rhythm? Is there something you try to do to put yourself in that position? Uh, yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm more confident now when I play a, a good player. Uh, but I, I need to play, you know, uh, many match like this, mm -hmm. uh, with this level. And uh, because, you know, this year it's my first uh, year uh, on WTA Tour. Yeah. I only played ITF last year yeah. and just a little bit uh, WTA in Grand Slam. How do you think it all kind of came together this year? Because it wasn't just Wimbledon, like this has been your best year. Wimbledon it was a lot to do with that, but it's been hard. Why was this year the year where do you think you put it all together? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> just it came no, together. Yeah. yeah. Well, how is uh, New how are you looking forward to New York? Getting ready for the U.S. Open. You're going to be playing in that. I know it's another new stepping ground for you. But how excited are you to be back in New York, where we're going to be ready for the Open? Um, I'm really excited to play uh, U.S. Open. I just uh, get Mandro Walker from the Federation. Uh, so thanks to, for the French Federation uh, to give me this wildcard. Uh, I think it's another experience for me in Grand Slam, in Mandro Grand Slam. Uh, this year I think I play all the Mandro Grand Slam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the first year. So yeah, I'm really happy uh, to play another Grand Slam uh, in Mandro because I, I think it's, it was on 2018. 
I get Mendro Wildcard also for US yeah. Open. I play against uh, Eugenie Bouchard. Yeah. And it uh, was a really tough match. And yeah, she, she had a great level before, yeah. you know, four years ago. But um, I think I'm more prepared now to play yeah. a big tournament. And you've been pro. It's funny, you've been pro a long time, but you're only 24 years old. So it's probably in a sense, and you've gotten to a point where you're more professional, like you just understand how the tour works and that's got to help you on court as well. Yeah, I think uh, I know um, I know uh, all this girl now, you know, on the tour. Yeah. Um, and uh, my game also, I know uh, are just, uh, how to say? Because um, they know you I now I know how as well. to play yeah. now, you know? Yeah. And after one month, they all yeah. know you now. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's, it makes total sense. Well, you've been generous with your time. I do want to end with this because you know you're kind of new to the scene in terms of the Serena win at Wimbledon and going through. What's something fun about you that people don't know? What interests or special talents or something that you have that you that the public doesn't know about? I have, uh, I think I have a great touch. Great what? Touch. Touch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I meant more like, do you play instruments or do you have like any I hobbies play, on the side? I play piano. piano okay. I love surfing. Surfing. Yeah, okay. I surf like I was seven years old. Okay. Uh, in Biarritz, because my second coach uh, she lives in Biarritz, okay. uh, Natalie Tozia. Okay. So since uh, yeah many years, uh, I surf there one per year. Okay, might be hard out here in Cleveland to find some waves, but just come to California and we'll yeah, get Yeah, because the good waves uh, Sam uh, lives in California. Yeah. Manhattan Beach, so yeah. Okay, surfing. <laughs> okay, after a nice successful run at the U.S. Open, you can go surfing after. Of course. So yeah. great. Uh, Harmony Tan, thank you so much for joining Tennis thank Channel Inside In. Thank you. Huge thanks to all our guests, Sophia Kennan, Bernarda Pera, Martina Trevisan, and Harmony Tan for the time they took after their wins, after their matches at the Tennis in the Land event this week. It was a pleasure to be there. If you're in the Cleveland area, there's still a lot of tennis in that tournament to be played. Definitely check it out. And not just because it's my hometown, it is a great event that I hope, that I hope continues to take off in the years to come. You can find this episode and every episode of Tennis Channel Inside In on the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. Go to tennis.com slash podcast for this show and all the other shows on our network, our esteemed network. We're going to be back in a few days on Tennis Channel Inside In. The schedule is going to be loaded. Uh, an extra couple of bonus episodes with the U.S. Open coming up. You're not going to want to miss it. For all the guests on the WTA tour, and a special shout out to WTA Communications Manager Laura Brown for setting up the interviews. My name is Mitch Michaels. This was Tennis Channel Inside and Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon.